we spent 1.3 billion more, or given 1.3 billion more to Toronto than the federal government has. I think the federal government needs to step up and uh, make their contributions as well to support the municipalities, be it Toronto or other areas. We uh, we have done more for municipalities again than any previous government I can think of. Yeah, that is the uh, premier on Sunday afternoon. Making pretty clear that the city of Toronto has got to go to the feds if they want to crawl out of that $865 million shortfall. And um, John Tory has been arguing that both the premier and the prime minister promised that they'd get help, that he'd get help. And now here we are with a November 30th deadline where the mayor says, look, if we don't get this money, then we're going to have unprecedented tax hikes or steep cuts, maybe both. If the funding doesn't come through, Ben Spur joining me, City Hall reporter for the Toronto Star. Good morning, there, Ben. Hi, thanks for having me. So I guess today's like the official day where they all get back to business, correct? Yeah, there's there's at least a lot of uh, stuff happening at Queens Park today, uh, and uh, tomorrow is uh, the official start of uh, the new council term at City Hall. Yeah, and everyone's got their uh, playbook here. So obviously, we're going to watch for this one o'clock um, update from the province as to what they are going to do. They've got a surplus. They've got some money. Are they going to pay down debt? Are they going to pay down Toronto's debt? That is the question that um, Tory is asking. And I guess, Ben, it's going to come down to it. Like, if the province gives something, it almost then forces the feds to have to come through. Yeah, it, it's pretty rare that one level of senior government kind of goes it alone on something like this. Like, like through the, the first two years of the pandemic, the assistance that Toronto has received um, has been kind of joint agreements, mainly through the, the uh, provincial and federal government. So if the province came out and, and said uh, that they were going to you know, come up with the hundreds of millions of dollars that uh, the mayor says Toronto needs uh, you know, by November 30th, uh, then that would certainly put the, the pressure um, and, and you know, perhaps signal that there's some kind of uh, agreement coming uh, with the federal government as well. Do you recall, I mean, I'm I'm asking you a lot here, do you recall a a deadline being put on like this? Like, I don't recall, and I certainly, we didn't hear it during the election, because I think it would have certainly perked up a lot of ears. But, you know, John Tory is making clear he needs the money. Is this a hard deadline or is this just saber rattling? Um, it, it's, uh, it's tough to say, you know, whether that November 30th date is, you know, a, a hard deadline that, you know, if the sky falls, if, if uh, the money doesn't come by then, but there is a, a degree of urgency here that, um, I think is, does separate it from previous, uh, budget years that like every, every year that when the city's trying to set its budget there, it often starts with this big kind of scary number, um, of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, of, a, of a, a budget shortfall or opening gap as they call it. And then, you know, the council gets together and kind of of works it through and everything generally ends up being okay but what, what's uh, notable this time around is that there's a more than 800 million dollar hole in this year's budget so in, in 2022 um, it, the city this year set its budget kind of penciled in some amounts that were going to come from mm. the provincial federal governments because of the emergency support that the city has got throughout the pandemic but that money hasn't materialized now so so there's a, an urgency to just balance this year's books already and that's before we even get to the 1.5 billion um the shortfall for uh, opening shortfall for next year's budget so yeah. um th- there there is more urgency here I yeah. think, than previous years and i was i wasn't sure if those numbers were mixed up or if that was an extra column because it's not just the 865 to your point there's an 815 million dollar shortfall for the 2022 budget and then i guess when you look at the total gap of next year's balance sheet it's 1.48 billion dollars like 
I don't get what is going on at yeah. City Hall. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it, you know it's an extraordinary financial times for the city in the sense that COVID has really had a had a big impact on the city budget, right? I mean, just uh, things like TTC revenue alone, which uh, the, the, the you just think of the amount of people who stopped taking transit during the pandemic—that's hundreds of millions of dollars right mm-hmm. there of um, revenue that the city has lost, and then all these increased costs, right, of things like the the shelter system and and uh, and, uh, and the no public health transfer. budget. Yeah, and there, there's uh, some other moving parts here as well. So it just just the, the COVID stuff has really had a, a major impact on the city's budget. The city, you know, I think John Tory would argue that the city doesn't have a lot of uh, kind of options. It doesn't have a lot of tools to raise revenue. So so it has to go to the senior levels of government that, ha- that have more um, revenue at their disposal to, to get a bailout. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly been, uh, you know, uh, very unique times, uh, at the city and it's led to this, this, uh, this big crunch here. Yeah. Well, ultimately there's only one taxpayer, um, and there's three different levels of government and they're all taking a lot of money out of our pockets. So it is a consequential, um, day to day because if the province isn't kicking anything in, it is coming straight to the taxpayers. And I think uh, a lot of, of people are going to be impacted uh, here, So we'll get the details on that. And then, of course, as you write, and I think it's uh, apropos as we kick off a new session over at uh, City Hall, you got John Tory, as you point out, starting his third and final term as mayor. And they're already on day one speculating about who's coming up next, who's going to replace him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is, this is the star speculating to some extent, but but um, I think it is worth noting that um, you know even though it's it's four years away, the next municipal election, um, you can't really mount a successful mayoral campaign overnight, right? Um, you know, if you enter in the, just a couple months before voting day, it's pretty hard to raise the you know more than two million dollars that a you know successful cam- campaign requires, and to uh, build all these networks and stuff like that. So I think there there is already probably some people at City Hall or, or outside city hall who are thinking uh if not already you know strongly committed to to running for mayor in four years and, and uh, taking over Tory's seat assuming he keeps his promise and, and doesn't run again yeah well you got you got like of course josh, josh matlow i mean he's been running since uh, since he got into but you got joe cressy mike layton those kinds of names coming up but doug ford who thinks doug <laughs> so ford's that- coming back i just don't see that happening so that was uh, outgoing uh, city councilor for Willowdale, John Fillion. He brought up that name. He wasn't the only one who kind of raised that to me. It's kind of half jokingly, but if you look at what Doug Ford has done um, as he's going to Queens Park, there is a lot of perception at City Hall that he's still kind of uh, keeping a close watch here and kind of you know even meddling. His critics would say you know c- cutting the size of council unilaterally, inf- introducing these strong mayor powers uh, this this year as well. So he, he does seem to have a kind of uh, abiding interest. In, in what happens at City Hall. Um, and I think there is a perception among people like Fillion that, you know, when he, uh, Doug Ford and his brother were here at City Hall, uh, that, that council didn't treat them well. You know, they, they stripped the mayor, uh, Rob Ford, of his powers, of course, uh, over the, the scandals that he was involved in. And, and I think uh, there's some perception among some people that Doug Ford is still kind of stinging from that, has some scores to settle. And, you know, I think we know that his ambitions are, are pretty high if there was a, a chance that he might, you know, for instance, run, get a shot to run for the conservative leader. And, uh, uh, at the federal level and then take a shot at prime minister. I, you know, I could see him doing that, but uh, barring that, um, the idea of coming, 
back to City Hall, uh, some people think might might interest him. I, I think it is fair to say that would be a fairly uh, a shocking twist yeah. in his political career. But uh, well, given how much there is to fix about. at the provincial level right now, I mean, honestly, if he could fix healthcare and make it like work, uh, you know, there's so many things going on at, at the provincial level right now that I, I don't know how he would uh, be interested. Having said that. Um, you know, these guys jockey, these guys and gals jockey for position to your point. Also, it is very difficult to, to launch one of these campaigns. You almost have to within the, you know, your term, get your name out there and then hustle. Um, all right. So, so you're watching the big first day. So I guess finances is the big thing, but what are some of the other, uh, Ben on your radar as we open this first session? Because there are a lot of issues, raccoons, garbage, potholes. I mean, I made my recommendation putting raccoons in dead raccoons in potholes. No one picked up on it. But what do you see the other big issues uh, coming out? Um, I, I do think, you know, I don't, not to bang this drum too much, but but the finance stuff really does kind of set the agenda for a lot of yeah. other things, of course. So so if there's no money in the coffers, that, of course, d- determines, you know, how, how quickly those raccoons get picked up. Uh, I, do, I do think there will be still, you know, affordable housing is going to be a major mm-hmm. issue, of course, and, and kind of dealing with a lot of the changes that the province um, has put on, on the, the housing rules, how that could change what gets built in Toronto, um, I think we'll continue to see kind of debates over uh over that um i I think that's a big one i think uh you know as a former transportation reporter i'm pretty interested to see what happens to transit over the next uh four years at city hall um with ridership having uh gone down so much you know does that mean that there's going to be some permanent changes to the way that the ttc is run do we maybe see you know less service uh over the next couple years as they they kind of as absorb these ridership losses and, and kind of that becomes a new norm and and that kind of thing so i think we'll be watching to see that and and just the the strong mayor powers that the yeah. the mayor has this term how he wields those whether or not he kind of uses those to be a bit bolder on some issues which some of his critics have kind of urged him to to do to stop being so moderate and, and be a bit more extreme i guess in his final term so i think we'll be uh watching for those those kind of things to play out All right, giddy up. You'll be busy. Thank you very much. We'll (laughs) chat again, Ben. Thanks, Alex. That's Ben Spur. covers all things City Hall for the Toronto Star, and they will be very busy, and I do. The storyteller with that that issue is going to be what we hear from the province. Speaking of raccoons, you know, I talked about them, I think, Friday or Thursday Thursday or Friday about this issue. And then on, on, on Saturday, my neighbor said, hey, I don't know if you know this, but there's a really big raccoon that's moved into your second floor deck and uh, there was and he was huge and he has decided that uh, he's going to make home on my second floor deck i've already put it to my husband if this thing dies i'm not picking it up i do everything else he seemed to be living however i would prefer him to live somewhere else because i don't know does the city do pick up on on personal home you know it'd be my luck that the thing will die on my deck and then the city doesn't pick it up at least it's it's cold and it'll freeze to death rather than rot ooey gooey